Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Luke 1040. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Luke 10, 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I have a feeling nearly every woman listening today either cringed the moment I read that verse or has already begun to tune me out thinking, yeah, I've heard this one before. But today's episode won't focus on the lessons this interaction between first century sisters normally evokes. I'm not going to discuss why you need to give your inner perfectionist a vacation, as freeing as that would be, nor why you need to spend more time with Jesus, although for most of us, that's probably always the case. But instead, I want us to consider how often we treat or are tempted to treat others the way Martha treated Mary, especially when we feel frustrated, stressed, and overwhelmed. Three states of being that greatly challenge our ability to demonstrate the gentle, patient love of Christ. But first, I must say, I totally get why Martha may have felt exasperated. First, she probably was trying to entertain a large number of guests. While we don't know how many people accompanied Jesus for dinner at Martha's house, which was the context surrounding today's verse, we do know that crowds, as in massive numbers of people, routinely followed him. We also know, based on what is recorded earlier in Luke chapter 10, that Jesus had actively trained at least 72 others, despite his close circle of 12. In fact, he sent these men, the 72 and the 12, out as his representatives, giving them his authority to cast out demons, heal the sick, and proclaim his kingdom. That kind of assignment indicates to me some level of ongoing interaction. Some scholars even suggest that this dinner party we read about may have involved up to 100 people. Consider also, in the first century Middle East, women were known for two things, having children and maintaining the home and everything that entails, cooking, cleaning, serving. Therefore, that was probably also where women placed their identity. And while Mary and Martha, two sisters who appeared to have been unmarried, didn't have any children that we know of, so that left running a flawless home, right? And to host a traveling rabbi? That would have been quite an honor. Surely one able to raise a woman's status to secure her identity as someone of value. And so, yeah, I can understand why Martha may have wanted to invite Jesus and his followers over for dinner and why she might have wanted everything to turn out perfect. 
Although we don't know how well Mary and Martha knew Jesus at this point in their relationship, I'm certain Martha wanted to spend time with him as well. But based on her response, most specifically her frustration towards her sister, it appears as if maybe her motives became mixed. And that happens sometimes, doesn't it? We invite friends or family over for Sunday dinner or maybe a holiday celebration, truly wanting to spend time with them. But soon, like Martha, we become distracted by so many secondary details. The perfect roast and loaf of bread, sufficiently chilled drinks, and of course, lovely dishes to present everything upon. And soon it becomes too much. The meal doesn't cook as quickly as we'd hoped, or maybe our guests arrive late and everything becomes overcooked. It's normal and understandable to feel anxious in those situations. The problem comes when, in our anxiety, we begin giving others assignments that, frankly, God never intended for them. And that was exactly what Martha was doing. Notice what we read at the beginning of this encounter in Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Scripture tells us Martha opened her home to Jesus. And yes, it was Mary's home too, but we don't see her mentioned here. Granted, she and her sister may have both wanted to invite Jesus and his disciples to dinner, but I also wonder if maybe Martha issued this invitation on her own, if she alone planned the party. And if so, then she was also the one responsible for the preparations. I mean, sure, she hoped Mary would help out, but clearly that wasn't how Mary wanted to spend her time. And maybe she would have asked Jesus, the miracle worker, to multiply and freshen their leftovers instead of making new preparations. Obviously, we don't know and can't know that. But here is what we do know. Martha clearly felt she had the right to determine how Mary spent her time and interacted with Jesus. And she wanted her sister helping with meal preparations, not sitting at the rabbi's feet, which basically meant placing herself as a disciple, as a student, something women in the first century simply didn't do, which means Mary demonstrated incredible courage to do what she did. And I imagine her simply occupying that space raised a few eyebrows among the men, maybe even some whispers. And this pleased Jesus. He is always pleased when we're willing to displease or even offend others for the sake of our relationship with him, as clearly Mary had done. She offended and displeased her sister, who made this quite clear and was so convinced that Jesus agreed with her, she basically demanded that he rebuke her derelict sister. But he didn't. Instead, he praised and defended her, stating in verse 41, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Mary has chosen. She chose how she wanted to spend her time, and she had the right to do so. Martha, however, did not have the right to choose for Mary or to passive-aggressively guilt and bully her into allowing Martha to barrel through her boundary lines. We don't have the right to choose how others spend their time either, nor do other people have the right to choose how we spend ours. We each retain ownership over ourselves. Let's look at how this might play out in life. Let's say you're married and you and your spouse have completely different ideas when it comes to how you want to maintain your home. Maybe you really like to keep things clean and organized and maybe you prioritize a tidy kitchen over spending your Saturday evening reading a book or engaging in some other recreational activity. But maybe your spouse would rather use his or her free time connecting with neighbors or going on a hike. Do you have the right to make your priority his? No. 
no more than he has the right to make his priority yours. Now, obviously, there will be times when you both will need to compromise in order to make the relationship work, but we're better able to do so when we recognize where healthy boundary lines land. This is true for all relationships, and we need to be alert to when, how, and why we're tempted to cross boundary lines or someone else is attempting to cross ours. Is it because we're holding on to a false identity? Is it because we've placed our security, our worth, who we are in that thing? Or are we just simply overwhelmed and looking to others instead of Jesus to give us the peace we crave? Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for always calling us to increased health, increased health within ourselves and increased health within our relationships and really wherever we interact. Show us when others are crossing our boundaries. Give us the strength to maintain clear and healthy boundaries, to take ownership of the choices we make, of how we spend our time, of the responsibilities that we accept, the tasks that we accept. But may we not try to take responsibility and ownership of other people's choices and responsibilities. Give us the courage and the insight and the wisdom to relinquish those things to you, to take ownership of ourselves and to surrender everybody else to you, knowing that you will correct and convict and guide when necessary. That's your role, not ours. Give us peace, Lord. When we begin to cross boundaries or when we find it difficult to maintain boundaries, help us to pause and to seek you out in those moments and to really seek out the why. Are we holding on to a false identity, to a false security? Have we have we prioritized other people's opinions above our relationship with you? When we get to the root, Lord, when you get to the root, we begin to change. Transform us by your grace and your mercy. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. 
Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.